Let's see if this works, works this time. Okay, we're on. It's my second attempt. Uh, I've got some reaction there. Yeah, okay. Hey, it is Thursday, June 15th. It's your boy, Boiler Dowd. Hope you're doing well. Um, I haven't been uh, posting much this summer. Uh, this is my normal schedule in case you're just tuning into Boiled Sports or last year, last November was your first uh, introduction to Boiled Sports. I know a lot of people started watching when Purdue took off like a rocket ship for the basketball season uh, and had the strong ending to the football regular season. This is what we do around Boiled Sports. We, um, you know, we react to how things are going, how the season's going in basketball and football but when there's not a lot to, to talk about, we don't talk very much. We don't feel like there's any need to fill the air. Uh, my pal Greg is here. Greg, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, but I, I promised a little bit of content. I promised a, an announcement that is a big deal for us just because um, it changes something that you guys have become familiar with through us, we hope. Um, and we're going to we're changing a relationship, uh, an affiliate that I will talk about briefly. I also have a couple thoughts on what's happened this fall, thus far this summer. Last time I talked to you, if you were, um, if you listened to Nish and I's uh, basketball beat, I guess it would be called. Um, we had some we had some thoughts and reaction to Zach Eady returning. Well, it became a lot more real yesterday with the first official. I, see, I don't understand basketball practice rules anymore. All that stuff is past me. I'm going to be real honest. The, the shifting NCAA rules, I don't know when basketball practices are legal or not. If Purdue's trying to hide it, they're doing a bad job because they actually had a media uh, meeting after practice. There are a couple things that I found interesting. Number one, uh, a lot of you guys have asked how Will Berg is doing. If you didn't tune into uh, some of those um, post-practice uh, articles, uh, Will Berg is still recovering from his injury, his uh, surgery from last year, doing well, shooting around, uh, but he isn't scrimmaging yet. He isn't messing around with the guys on the court. Um, they say Cam Heidi looks the, looks the job. It's Hyde or Heidi. I'll get to know that quickly. Um, I'm a big fan of his potential. Of course, as any of you are, if you got to watch Purdue warm up this year, you saw how much of a, a just a freak athlete he is. He's going to be uh, fun to watch. Another guy who athletically will take the top off of defenses, which I think all Purdue fans really wanted to see a bit more of last year because it was probably the missing piece, of course, was um, uh, Roosevelt Colvin's son, Miles. Miles is common knowledge. He's trying out for the under-19 USA basketball team. He made a big cut. I think they started out with 30 or more players in that uh, the USA team. Um, he made it to the final 14. They're going to make one more cut. I think that's any day now they're going to make that cut. Um, but promising stuff for for Miles Colvin. He is not practicing, though, either. Um, other than that, um, <clears throat> not a whole lot to report from basketball practice other than, guess what? Purdue's in the top three in America. This is a big deal because the last time that happened, I think, um, I think it's happened one time that Purdue was in the top three in the preseason. That goes way back to the Three Amigos in 1988. 1988. I, I, I know either if it was 87 or 88. I think it's 88. Um, I was young. Uh, things were different. Um, I had lots of hair. I was even shorter than I am now. Some of you have met me know that I'm not the tallest guy. But 
it's pretty interesting to be top three in, in the nation. Uh, it's something to talk about. That's all the pre preseason polls are. I remember last year, let's go into Wayback Machine, one year ago, Purdue wasn't ranked. Purdue, Purdue was just out of the top 25, or, or maybe they were in, maybe they were just in the top 25, one of those two. Regardless, they weren't a contender. Then things quickly changed in November. Purdue became a, a contender in many's eye, many people's eyes. And then they quit playing basketball in February. Nothing happened in March, so nothing, no big deal. Um, well, at least Purdue quit playing basketball in March. Um, but the end of that season obviously leaves everybody with a, a sour taste in their mouth. And Purdue, I, you know, like to say that this is the motivator for everybody uh, to come back and be better. I don't think it's that because I don't think this team actually thought that they deserved to be where they were. It wasn't like an entitled bunch that just kind of said, yeah, we're, of course we're ranked highly. Of course we're the number one seed in America. That's not how it went down. Uh, Purdue was just outquicked and outwilled by Fairleigh Dick Dickinson. And uh, it still seems bizarre to say those words. I've talked about many things around that day with my friends and family and with you guys at different times. Um, you saw my thoughts the day it happened. I tried to give you my completely fair take of what I thought of the situation. And since then, I have uh, sobered a bit. Uh, I was not, by the way, it was not literally sobered. I was emotionally sobered. Um, and I just don't understand why you wouldn't enjoy Purdue basketball for what it is. Uh, being highly ranked is a fun thing. Having a ton of talent is a fun thing. Having a loaded roster that can, you know, every position goes two or three deep is an incredible thing. These guys are all Division I, uh, Big Ten type players on the roster. Uh, the problem that Purdue has is people said, who's going to transfer, right? And that didn't happen. Purdue stayed stable in the offseason, uh, gathers one transfer. In a second, I'll talk about a compare and contrast with the football, football team. Quite a contrast. But what a culture Purdue basketball has on the good side, meaning you have a bunch of guys that want to be there. I think that's the trick to the whole thing. They used to call that the Butler way at Butler. Um, you know, uh, Barry Collier recoined the term, um, but it's a real simple thing. Get guys who want to be there. And Painter has guys that, for one reason or another, they believe what he's selling. They understand that he's shooting straight with them. The parents are on board because they say, you know what, this guy's not lying to us. There's so many liars, so many snakes in college basketball and in college sports. And Painter doesn't, doesn't do that during the recruiting process. He doesn't sell guys a bill of crap. Um, and they stick around because he says, here's the deal. Here's what you need to get better at. Here's what the program needs from you, etc." And it pays off. Pays, pays big dividends in the form of you've got a lot of guys that stick around. You've got guys that develop. And as I said in that basketball beat, I'm super excited to see the young guys have another year under their belt. Um, TKR supposedly is playing four in practice, playing the four in practice. I guess that's something we could talk about. That's an interesting side note. How does Purdue rotate things next year? How quickly will Wilberg be back to 100% and be um, ready to go full tilt? His skill set is so different than Zach Edes. He's much more Euro game, much more facing up to the, the basket. Um, a lot more slight than Zach, but um, the last couple of days I went and I looked back at some of the, you know, the the next day after Purdue beat somebody or after Zach had a historic type night, and you just think about what Zach Eady's good at and what we know he, the the 
the proven commodity that is Zach Eady versus what we saw in his individual workouts for the NBA. A lot of fans, a lot of play, a lot of um, uh, media types are saying, do you think Purdue will have Zach as a, as a guy that's facing up at the basket, pick and popping uh, because he showed he could shoot the three. Does he want to do that? And Zach is very clear. He doesn't really, he's not coming back to um, become a three-point shooter. He's not coming back to um, to repeat as National Player of the Year. He made that clear to the media. Um, he's coming back because it's a really good option for his life, and he loves playing at Purdue. Um, he also doesn't want that taste in his mouth, as many of these players do, of what happened at the end of the season. Awful, 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 awful end to that season. Uh, what a great season it was, and that's the thing. Let's let's try to keep our wits. Try to understand that that season was still freaking good and try to remember the truth that that team came from nowhere and became something quickly. Absolutely. Did they fade? The thing that, yes, they faded, they fizzled, whatever you want to call it. The, the guys hit freshman walls, the guards did. Whatever you want to say the reason was for the fade, you can say it. The biggest thing is if you can't, shoot worth a damn in this era of college basketball, you're going to lose, and Purdue lost because of that. They could not shoot versus Fairleigh Dickinson from deep. It wasn't Zach's fault. Um, that's not Zach's fault. Uh, Matt Painter didn't make the adjustments needed. That is Painter's fault. Matt Painter did not adjust the defense. That is Painter's fault. But still, you got to shoot the ball. Somebody's got to execute. And uh, they didn't do it. And so if you look at, for one thing, Purdue gets better at inconsistent shooting. Remember, that wasn't the first time we saw that. They did this over and over. It started in December, they hinted at it. They did it again in late February where they couldn't shoot again. And they paid every single time. Now, if the team can get better at just shooting the ball consistently from deep, not just having Gillis go off every now and again, or one or two of the freshmen just kind of show, oh, wow, he had a three. No Guys being legitimate threats to to hit the three and staying around that 35 to 40% success rate all season produce a different team. And they're already, by the way, a team that was ranked number one for eight weeks, seven weeks last year, pardon me. So it's good stuff. So those are some intro thoughts there uh, about basketball. Second thing, I want to talk a little bit about football. Um, uh, like I said, compare and contrast what Purdue's basketball is, the stability of that program, the stability of that culture, how refreshing it is to see that if you're an old guy like me who really thinks, man, I don't know what we're going to see tomorrow in college sports, and you're worried about tomorrow in college sports, and you're worried about how it affects your, um, your thoughts, your heart on Purdue basketball, Purdue football. As you move forward, I have that same worry. I have that same concern. I've invested a lot of time, obviously, here at Boiled Sports, um, just in the labor of love of talking about it. I don't know what the game looks like in five years. I don't know what NIL and transfers do. And hopefully there's some stability. Hopefully there's, uh, like Paint talked about, um, a, uh, a salary cap, contracts. Uh, I've talked about that multiple times. Um, a lot of things need to stabilize. Uh, the NCAA needs to dissolve because it's it's a farce of an organization right now and have a, a different governing body over the top of it. But a lot of people ask for payment of players. Anish asked for that. And the can is open. The toothpaste is out of the tube, whether you are happy or not with that. I'm not super happy about it. Nothing against the fan or the players. That's not the point for me. My whole thing was I really liked consuming college football and basketball and I'm very worried about what it looks like in the future. But in the meantime, 
you deal with what you got. And you got a young football coach, Coach Walters, who really embraces the ideas within this new modern um, uh, landscape of football. Football, he should, because he's he's young, he's hungry, he's got a lot of upside, and he's just getting started. And a young, hungry coach might be exactly what the doctor ordered for Purdue football. Tom Dienert talked about the difference in culture already from the Brahm regime and how you'll see Walter sitting around with his phone flipping through TikTok or Instagram with the players laughing with him or taking selfies, just jacking around after practice. He's a lot more relational guy. He's younger. He's, I mean, Brahm's older than me. Brahm's in his early 50s. Walter's is in his mid-30s. That's quite a difference, obviously. But Dienert said, is this the right way to coach now? I don't know. Nick Saban seems to win a lot, and I guarantee he's not yucking it up with his players, flipping through TikTok for damn sure. He still does okay. I can't even see Ryan Day doing that, honestly. Those are two elite coaches with elite programs, and they still win because they have elite talent. Now, Purdue has to figure out how do they bridge the gap between themselves and the truly elite programs as they move forward. Jeff Brom's equalizer was an offense that would move around. At one point, it was an offense filled with trick plays. That kind of went away. Not kind of. It absolutely went away. Um, Brom administration, the Brom regime, the Brom era ends with a bad taste in your mouth. If you understand uh, what happened academically, there were a lot of um, uh, there was a lack of attention to what was happening academically with the team. There were guys that were struggling with their grades, struggling making their minimums, and because of that, it forced some transfers. Other guys just chose to leave, which happens. Um, a lot of guys went to Louisville. Shocker, right? I mean. All this stuff left Purdue with one of the biggest attrition rates in, a, in college football. In case you didn't know that, Purdue, I think, was second in America uh, after Colorado. Deion Sanders' program um, in the uh, transfers out of the program. That stuff hurts unless you have guys that can come in and fill in right away and be good right away and buy into what the coaches are selling right away. Does Purdue have that right now? I don't know. Regardless, you're going to have a lot of moving parts. When you see Purdue take the field in the fall, you're going to see a team that you might not recognize at all. The uniforms will be the same. I don't think Nike's doing anything different with Purdue's uniforms this year. I don't know what Coach Walters you know, likes as, you know, when it comes to lids. Obviously, um, Brom really liked the black with the gold P. I think that was his favorite, favorite helmet as a coach. And the captains like that look a lot. But Purdue rotated that. But these little things like what does a coach like? What does he appreciate on on the field? Where does he come from? We don't know that. But when you look at the names and the faces on the on the team, it's going to be a different look. Obviously, Hudson Card's going to make a big difference there. Purdue has a quarterback that a lot of America likes. Purdue has a coach in Walters that a lot of the media likes. This is such a weird era, guys. And girls, if you're if you're younger than me, if you're younger than your mid forties, you remember an era, or if you're older and and my age, maybe a little bit younger, you remember an era where Purdue absolutely got no respect from the media. We've been saying this for years now. Matt Painter gets a ton of respect in the media, and guess what? Jeff Brom got a ton of respect in the media, and now Ryan Walters is a coach that a lot of media types, a lot of people say. This guy could be exactly what Purdue needs. They could, they could come out of here and win seven or eight games. Now, for me personally, looking at the schedule and looking at the fact that it's a new coaching staff, I would say five to seven games is probably going to be right in there. 
um, with my, if I were saying pro- probability, I'd say five or six wins. I think that'd be pretty nice. Could be entertaining. A lot can happen in five or six wins. But if they got seven or eight wins, holy moly. Because I've heard multiple media types say things like that. That'd be an exciting fall. I think we're going to have a fun fall regardless. Um, but like I said, it's going to be a lot of me grabbing my phone looking, oh, who's number seven? That sort of thing, right? We're not going to know all the parts that are on the field. And that's an interesting and new thing in some ways. So uh, that's about all I've got right to talk about. And the limited things have been released from campus on the basketball and football thing. Let me talk now about our big announcement, really big announcement. Uh, number one, if you haven't checked out uh, Michael's audio podcast here uh, on the on the Boiled Sports website, uh, it's not here on the YouTube feed. If this is where you like to get your your Boiled Sports stuff, um, head over to bo- uh, BoiledSports.com. You can find out that um, uh, Random BS is the name. Sorry, I was trying to find it in my Rolodex. Random BS is the name of his podcast it's also on the boiled sports uh feed if you're if you're on uh, whether it's google or apple play whatever you can find it uh but anyway it's really good he, he like i said he's very thoughtful he's good at it so let me tell you the announcement okay first we i'll, I'll keep explaining this we have sponsors to help us pay for web dues or any uh, any incidental um costs we don't get paid the stuff doesn't come into our pocket uh, we just do it because we like doing it just like you like to listen to it but let me tell you how we do it we, we've had AJ's for years. We had Martin Vintage as a partner for a while. We made a decision. We went a different direction um, with our T-shirt sponsor. This is going to be a lot of fun. Number one, AJ's. EatAJ's.com. Go over to AJ's when you're on campus. One of my favorite things to do when I'm on In God's Country, especially in the summer. Go to campus. If you're, a, if you're an alum, take your bike up there. Ride around there with your kids or ride around there on your own, whatever. Soak the campus in. Uh, my son is going to a camp in a week, I think, actually, to learn a little bit about his potential academic direction. Um, those camps are there. The basketball camps are going. The football camps are going. But it's pretty dead, and it's pretty awesome, if you're like me. Um, just like to soak in the campus. And if you do that, if you take a trip up to God's country, and you're looking for a place to eat, AJ's is still peddling. They're doing their thing. Adam and, and Jake are doing their thing. Go to AJ's on Vine and grab something to eat. EatAJ's.com. You can order ahead. Uh, they're going to be with us. Now, second part. This is exciting stuff. Uh, we've got a new sponsor, and I want to make sure I don't butcher this. Um, we've got a new sponsor on the t-shirt side. Um, it's an Indianapolis-based company. Um, we're excited to have them because they make great products. Didn't make this gravy train t-shirt, but they make great products. You know them because they have a great presence online. Their owner is an active dude. He's a good guy, young guy. Um, Homefield. Homefield is going to be a boiled sports sponsor for the first time. Um, that's homefieldapparel.com. Head over there today. Get a Purdue-based uh, sweatshirt, T-shirt, whatever, and get this. Enter boiled at checkout for 15% off. Connor's going to hook you up. That's the owner. That's pretty darn awesome. We're excited to be pairing again with AJ's and now being with Homefield, an Indiana-based company, an Indianapolis-based company. We're super stoked. Um, and, uh, yeah, they are a good brand. They make great products. Andy Day says good brand, really good brand, really good stuff. You're not going to go wrong going there and they are growing like mad. And there's a reason they're growing because Connor is aggressive on that. He keeps going to get licenses. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. Um, but we're excited to have them. I don't have a whole bunch more to talk about. If something breaks this summer, 
I will get on it. I've already spent 20 minutes talking about nothing to you guys, and I want to get your thoughts over here. Some of you guys are tuned in, kind enough to be having the conversation off on the side. Um, Andy Day says, good to see you. Good to see you, Andy. Appreciate you tuning in. Chris Harder, uh, old old buddy, pal, not too far away from here, um, says, hey, sight for sore eyes. My brother, hope to see you soon. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe this summer we can grab lunch. Um, Greg McManus, another good old uh, pal of ours here at Boiled Sports and ours. Uh, He's very funny. Looks, he says, "Want to touch the Heidi?" Looks forward to saying that. Want to touch the Heidi? That's, uh, I think, an Adam Sandler movie reference. Uh, yeah, I think it is. It talks about Billy Madison. There we go. Um, and it might get you in trouble. Yeah, and I don't know if I'll say that. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, the, I, you guys, I appreciate all you tuning in. Uh, a lot of, a lot of reaction to the talk earlier, but. Yeah, Chris, I appreciate that. My favorite watering hole is open. That's awesome. You never know when I'm just going to show up there in the middle of the night. Uh, so careful. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And stay tuned. Like I said, if anything breaks, any, if we see any story that gets our attention, number one, you'll have Michael's podcast. Number two, I will come on here with quick casts if we need to. And uh, finally, if we, uh, if, we really get, if we really get lucky, Jay and Anish We'll get on a uh, handsome hour. Um, Jay just missed the last basketball beat that we recorded. He really wanted to be here. He couldn't. Get, he couldn't record it. Had something come up, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll be here as as it deems as the the news deems uh, us re- replying, um, giving our thoughts, whatever. But. There's always stuff to talk about. Obviously, I've spent 20, 22 minutes talking about nothing. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a great day. God bless you. Uh, hammer down and welcome to our friends at Home Field. And thanks again for AJ's for being here and sponsoring us for another season. Talk to you soon. See you.